You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since collecting pogs was trendy. Now dad's reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm Eddie Ferguson. And I'm J.B. Wagner. And on today's episode, we consider eating more onions in our diet as we review holes. But before that, Eddie, how are you and the family doing? Um, We all have colds. Oh, no. You're going to struggle and through tonight. This is your this is your your struggle game tonight. Well, it's been it's been going on for a little bit. Uh, it all started with Lewis, who for the past week has been waking up randomly in the middle of the night multiple of course, times, of course. contemplating such complex life questions like two thirty in the morning comes to my side of the bed. Daddy, when I get big like you, can I wear glasses? <laughs> Tell him, no, you don't want that on yourself. <laughs> to which I just responded, go to bed, go back to bed. You didn't answer it with, a, with your own philosophical response. I felt like saying your DNA is so stacked against you in this moment. Yes, you're going to end up with glasses. It's like, look at your whole family, your mom, your dad, everybody. We all wear glasses. You're, you're screwed on this one. Um, but I don't know if you feel this way um, or how it flows in your family, but I always feel like I'm the last, like I'm uh, always the last to get sick. And as soon as the second one gets sick, it's just a ticking time bomb. It's like, <laughs> okay, so if this is Tuesday, uh, yeah, that means about Sunday or Monday, it's going to hit me and you're just like waiting, waiting. So, yeah, this morning I woke up and I'm like, oh, I'm feeling it, feeling it back here. It's all hitting me. So everybody's grumpy, lots of wipey nose, all that fun, gross parent parental stuff. But the only thing worse than being sick is when your partner is also sick at the same time. That's like it's unfair. It's like right because you need. Yeah, you luckily this time around, Sarah got sick early. She's doing better. Now I'm coming down with it. And let's be honest, we men are not good sick. No. And so um, it's it's good for for multiple reasons that we don't get sick at the same times as our wives. So there's something about having like, OK, you knowing that the there's the other person can kind of handle the kids and then you're able to handle the kids when they're not feeling well and helping you and stuff like that. When you're both like exhausted and it becomes a OK, whose turn is it now to Right. Use up all of their strength for the next three hours just to get a drink of water for your daughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's probably another level of hell right there. When we were both, this happened earlier in the year when we were both sick at the same time. We literally just barricaded them into the living room. No lie. And it was like, just line up the, the juice and the snacks and everything like a buffet like bluey on repeat and we went and landed in the other room. It's just like, and luckily we have a camera in our living room yeah. so we could like peek in and be like, stop. Ah, everybody's Get still away alive. from that. Don't do that. Yeah. And just shout through the speaker. But I love that. Yes. But I'm, I, I'm, I'm fine with it all. It's just the, the multiple, as soon as we get the baby to sleep through the night, it's then the four-year-old's turn to start waking up all the time. It's like a no, regression or something. Yeah, I need everybody to sleep at the same time all the way through. But enough about me. We have crossed the threshold and have entered the grand year of two thousand and three. This was this our. A, this was the this was a end, big year for us. Yeah, this was the end of our. Sophomore year, beginning of our junior year, cars. This is when we learned how to drive in here. This is the summer that we saw each other more than we saw our own families. We've hit it, Eddie. We've we've reached that year. This is the summer that we spent two weeks back to back up at Lake Anne. This is the summer that we also spent two weeks in Brazil, roommates. Mm-hmm. A week. Um I thought it was no. It's I was like it was, I was only one week, and then we would have done the summer mission, like the the smite trip that uh, summer as well. Do you remember the we name? Of, do you remember the name of the leadership camp 
week. Reborn Rangers. Reborn Rangers. What a what a fantastic Baptist name right there. <laughs> um I I I love Lake Anne and still have great fond memories. That was that was a blast. That week, do you remember though? Um, because the camp was just like one week at a time. So they weren't really set up for somebody to do like back to back weeks. And remember, we had to spend the weekend with like the summer. I kind of liked like it. The, it was kind of interesting because we had never gotten that view of the camp before. Like the behind the scenes. Yeah. To kind of become it friends with odd. some of the people. Yeah. Like the adults who were in charge of us and everything. It was like nobody knew exactly what to do with us. It was a little odd, but it was fun. It was, yeah, it was an interesting peek behind the scenes. So um, this was uh, also a big year. This was the year that the Iraq war began in 2003. Um, And from a political standpoint, um, I love that you included this, but this was the year this when we entered the Iraq war, uh, the French refused to join in. And I, I don't know if this was nationwide. It was definitely in the Midwest. Anything that had French in the name, we renamed it to Freedom. So we had the Freedom Fries. Freedom Toast. We had the Freedom Toast. I remember going to uh, Flapjacks in the morning and getting our Freedom Toast. Um, Yes. Uh, And because of all that, uh, Saddam Hussein was captured. Um, I I forgot about... Do you remember when... uh, when, Well, I remember two things because you just touched on it. But hearing about the Iraq War, I remember Mr. G... We were in his son. We were in his class, and he just decided to pontificate about the fact that guys, we're gonna have something really big happen soon, and I think we're gonna be going to war really soon here. And he just kind of yeah. told us all before, and was like, "What are you talking about?" And then next thing you know, it's all over the news, and we're like, "Not nine eleven stopping the day, but like kind of close to it, where teachers are kind of having a hard time focusing on things um, to do that." But then I definitely remember when uh, Saddam was captured and we were sitting, I think we were like sitting in Spanish class or something when we actually heard, when we actually heard about it, it was like the next, um, the next calendar, the next school year. Well, and I mean, we got to remember that was just 18 months removed from, from nine 11. Yeah. Really. Um, and that was that was so defining such you know that we there were still so many ramifications from all of that um just in our part of the world which was far from where it all happened so yeah for another thing like that to start going down it was just like it reverberated the halls um yeah um not reverberating the halls was arnold schwarzenegger (laughs) becoming the governor of california uh i think everybody was going what uh but the last republican to serve uh i believe in statewide office in the state of california california has not california has not seen a republican serve statewide since then at least not in governor i'm pretty sure also statewide um Another big moment I distinctly remember watching live. I was, uh, as as many of you know, big uh, space nerd. Big space which, guy. Big news today: the uh, the Orion capsule landed back down on Earth, and uh, um, the there was a proof of the um, uh, of the of the whole Artemis system. So. The next test is, I believe the next test is with humans. I think Artemis 2 is going to have humans on it. So now where did this one go? Around the moon. It is the farthest um, from Earth that a human rated space vehicle has ever been. Wow. Yeah. Have you not seen these pictures? I am not on the in. I'm not on the, the in as much this as you are. This is like top of my of my Twitter feed. You know how you can like have your topics that you're following? It's like space... MLS, Disney, uh, or MLS soccer, Disney, and then like national parks. <laughs> That's me. In some, one of those orders, yep. <laughs> um, but it's a really cool picture of the Orion uh, space capsule and it like out on one of its solar arrays, they like made like a selfie stick not really but that's where they put the camera so you see the capsule the moon and then the earth behind it it is a really cool shot it's like yes here we go oh that is a cool shot yeah yeah so 
as the big space nerd that I am, I tuned in um, live to watch the space shuttle Columbia land and uh, um, remember watching it break up midair live on TV and then they like pull it away really quick. That was a really big deal to see. Um, I mean, a huge disaster, huge travesty. So I, I distinctly remember that one happening. So in the world of sports in 2003, we had Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl that year. The Marlins won uh, a World Series in that time. I think this was the first of two that they won uh, in the early 2000s. Uh, Tim Duncan wins his first of five NBA championships. Here, There's three major people that all were a big part of, of uh, sport. No, this, this isn't his first championship. That is wrong. I am sorry, sports fans. This was not his first championship. He had won a championship already at this time. Um, but uh, two people that joined uh, professional sports at this time, the big one, one of the one of which was Ronaldo. We're in the middle of FIFA uh, World Cup right now. FIFA, uh, Ronaldo made his Premier League debut with Manchester United at this time. Uh, and then LeBron James uh, won, uh, was drafted into the NBA. He's still kicking right now, barely holding on. Not barely. He's doing pretty well, but he is definitely starting to finally show signs that he's a human and not a cyborg <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, and then, sadly, Kirk Heinrich and my Kansas Jayhawks lost to Syracuse in March mm. Madness that year and would then go on a couple years later to meet my roommate, who was a big Syracuse fan, and he would hold that over me for many years until we won one. But um, I couldn't couldn't go without mentioning him the guy, the man, the legend, Kirk Heinrich, who in his floppy long hair that made me become a Kansas Jayhawks fan that year. So <laughs> I love the color commentary on all Got of that. a little color to it. Uh, I sadly only know about half of those names that you yep. just mentioned. Ronaldo. You should know uh, Ronaldo. I know Ronaldo. Um, the we start the year with Chicago, the musical winning best picture at the Oscars. And we end the year with the top grossing movie of the year, the one, the only Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Um, uh, uh, a defining moment of our life. Oh, yes. Dare it, I say. And it would go on to win Best Picture the next year. Spoiler alert it would. for 2004. It I, I, it's weird. They they have the awards in, in March of I the know, next year. I know. But I, I know. just went with when the award happened, what what was the what was the thing? But yes, no, uh, Return of the King, amazing end to that trilogy. I, I no surprise that it is the top grossing film because I know that I saw it in theaters nine times. No, you did not. Nine I did. Nine times. Eddie. Nine? I saw it three and I felt like I need. I, I was like, you know what? That was a lot, JB. That was. A, I think I fell asleep in that last one. Shocker. I saw it nine times, and let me tell you how I afforded this as a junior in high school. I that um that the summer the Brownsburg Public Library held like a reading program. Of <laughs> what? Wait, hold up. What the Brownsburg Sorry, Public Library? And so if you read books that summer that were had been turned into movies, something like that, like a book that had been turned into a movie and you read it that summer, like you had to check it out of the library and read it and all that, um, you got entered into a drawing to win, um, yeah, like 10 t- free tickets to Regal Cinemas down what? in Avon. How have we never talked about this before? You didn't know this? No. So that summer, I read the three Lord of the Rings novels and something else. I can't remember what else I had read, but it was another movie, the, another book that had been turned a movie. Because, you know, like my family would always do like big road trips and stuff like all that. And uh, we would just love to read in the car and all around. So I would read a lot in the summers anyway. And so I was like, shoot, why not? So I entered this. And apparently, like, nobody else did. <laughs> that makes sense. Because I won and got all these free movie tickets up at Regal. So, And I just held on to them. So by the time Return of the King came out, I just kept going. So I ended up seeing it nine times in theaters. The most I've seen any movie in theaters. Eddie, I feel like 
I spent so much time with you that summer and I had no idea that you were doing this whole contest. You didn't tell me uh-huh. about this contest, uh-huh. obviously. Because I didn't want you to win. You didn't want me to win. Maybe that's why you never mentioned it. <laughs> but this wouldn't be the last time you would win a movie, free movie ticket con- contest. Later on, you won the one at Regal or the one at the. Uh, no, at the Goodrich, the, the Goodrich there in Brownsburg. Yeah. When I. Um, what's crazy is they still do that and I enter it every year. And I only won that like first time uh, of where you guess who's going to win the Oscars and you win all of those um, those free tickets there. So, yes. Anywho, that was a little bit of a a side uh, trail there. But but yes, I saw um, Return of the King. I don't know if I contributed to the overall gross because, I mean, it was gift certificates (laughs) gifted through them, but I used them for it. Uh, uh, 50 Cent. Let's just move on over to 50 Cent. Uh, uh, his song in the club comes out, which, um, I re- remember hearing quite over a lot and over, and over, again. over and over and over and over. And Nora Jones won the Grammy for don't know why a song and, uh, songs from that album still play in my house every Saturday morning. It's on the Saturday morning playlist folks. And then, uh, this is the year we finally, we're going to get to review Pirates of the Caribbean, the um, what do we even refer to? I mean, it's the behemoth of Disney franchises that they long to have another one. Big year, big year for big year for Disney, yeah, big year for Disney and big year for um, why is his name slipping my brain right now? Who's in both of those, both in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and in Lord of the Rings? Oh, yeah. Orlando Bloom. Thank you. I need, I, need to have it. I didn't even need to search it. Is this, um, we, uh, by the time we review Pirates of the Caribbean, we need to think about this, but is this the first like mega blockbuster, like huge gross numbers? Is this the beginning of the like tentpole movies are what are going to, is what studios are going to search after? Is this the beginning of that? Potentially. Yeah, I'm trying to think in my brain. I know we've had other major films because there's been Titanic and sure. other film, films like that. But it, it feels like since then, since we had like Lord of the Rings and Pirates of the Caribbean, we're just, crank, I mean, driven by huge box number numbers. I'll have to look this up. I'll do some research. I mean, it was definitely a departure from where used, we were used to um, series coming out based on books or comic books and things like that. But to take a ride from Disneyland sure. and make yeah. it that successful, and they had had some other bad tries, like the Country Bears. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, for it to do, and uh, we're we're gonna see Haunted Mansion in this same year as well, um, which was didn't do very well. But like this, really just soared. It really was special from them from the. The first one is still the best one of all of them, too. So it like leading with the with a strong case. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That that will will definitely spend a lot of time once we get to reviewing that here in just a few weeks. Um, I also love that you included in here. Uh, Ruben Stuttered beats Clay Aiken in American Idol. This yes, was we my, were all still obsessed with American Idol at this time. This was like so. There's the there's the Survivor Australia. As like the one, the one survivor I watched to the bitter end. Was that this year too? Was that this year? No. Was no. it the year before? That was, that was the year before. That was O2. Oh, that one holds a special way. There, you just have those series of reality shows where like you have that one season you watched more than any other one. And for me, it was this season of American Idol going to, uh, going to Pizza King on Wednesday nights with some Wednesday friends. Nights. Yep. Hoping that some stupid person in the in the booth next to you wouldn't get kicked out and leave a bad name for you as well uh <laughs> but yeah pushing for clay aiken and him losing to reuben stuttered still hurts a little bit yeah but clay aiken's had a good life he's gone into political career he's done lots of other things since then and did Ru- is reuben stuttered still alive i feel like he might have passed away and i'm unfortunate i don't want to say out loud like <laughs> like make fun of him and in some way and besmirch his uh we are looking it up right now for all of you who can't hear our typewriters going quickly. No, he's still alive. Still alive. <laughs> still kicking. Only forty. He's worried. only forty-four years old. Okay, I was. Um, I was just a little. I was a little afraid, Eddie. <laughs> 
Well, 10 years after this, he would go to appear on uh, the hit NBC show, The Biggest Loser. Ooh, that's right. But he also, um, they did in 2018, Reuben and Clay's first annual Christmas Carol. Of course. On Broadway. First and only? Uh, I don't know. And I don't want to look up. I don't want to look up. Don't care. You don't want to get ads for all the for the tickets. No, exactly. Don't. I had an I had a real live conversation the other day where I brought up Taylor Hicks, and I just I was just like, "What am I? What is happening with my life right now that I'm I'm bringing I'm talking about him again?" And he looks identical to what he looks like looked like back in the day. Someone was asking like, "What what artists are you?" like wondered what happened to them. And I was just like, Taylor Hicks. Well, he was a gimmick. You know, you know we're coming. Like 80s had its big resurgence. 90s stuff is really starting to come back. Like nostalgia for the 90s. Not, you know, the aughts are next. We're going to see it. And that's going to be really weird because I don't, you know, besides popped collars from Abercrombie and Fitch, I don't know what else really comes back in style from that. But we'll see. We'll also see the last few things here on our what happened in 2003. This is the random section. The Human Genome Project completed. They finished their work. 99% of the human uh, DNA sequenced that thing. Eddie, do you have any any science uh, things for us on this one as you're taking a drink of water? I, I all I know is I have uh, bad DNA myself, but that's about <laughs> all I can say. Uh, re- super random. This one, uh, Harley Davidson turned a hundred years old that year. I don't even know why I included it. It was just in there. I was just like, wow. I didn't realize that's early. Harley, yeah, I didn't realize that Harley Davidson was that old. Like, no, there's very few companies that have made it. Like, you've got you're talking like Harley Davidson. You're talking GE talking Coca-Cola uh, this coming year in 2023, the Walt Disney company turns a hundred years old. Um, it's, you know, only big, you know? Yeah. So that is a big landmark. I just, I was surprised it was that old. Cause I'm also like, how old are motor vehicles? Like they're, they're barely a hundred years old. Right. So anyways, uh, we had the launch of the, the, the launch of the iTunes store shattered, so shattered the music industry if if if, if a the thousand songs in your pocket yep that was the tagline a well, thousand so, songs in your so pocket. that was so that was ipod so the ipod that was that was when they did it. that was actually a couple years before this this was the itunes store when you could actually buy the ipod the music. ipod came before i yep. thought they were right close to each other 2001 um you had to rely on downloading music from your cds that you bought this was the actual launch of the store where you could go buy music completely changing the financial the financial aspect of the music industry obviously napster was was the first one to really shatter it was really to break the ice on it and the itunes store was the big shattering of it and completely threw them into the tizzy for like 20 years but is now gone the the itunes store yeah, the oh, iTunes yeah, store they no longer it. It's just the Apple Music Apple Music Store. Is that what it's called? I no, never go on it just, anymore. It's just Apple Music. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're now Mr. Anti-Apple Everything. App, Anti-Apple Everything. I've gone to Spotify, the Swedes. Uh, they've, they've lured me in. The Swedes? Like Spotify Swedish. is Swedish? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's Swedish Swedish company. I think gotta got to do some, All do some research. All the more reason to double down on Apple. <laughs> American, have, okay? I listen hey, to American music. Who's the one that decided, hey, we should move our show notes to Apple Notes? That was me. I had been pushing <laughs> you since the beginning of this podcast. Why are we using Microsoft? Because I tried to use Google Drive uh, oh, documents and you, you wouldn't Google's. allow it. You were like, no. I just said no. I, no. You just said no. We tried to I do have, Apple, Apple, uh, doc, like an Apple doc or, or whatever. And it pages or, and it was just horrible. It was a horrible you, experience. Yeah. You tried to do collaborate on, on pages. Yeah. And, and now I'm slowly converting you over to Apple notes. The Apple notes is my second brain. So let's finish this up. We got the Da Vinci code set a lot of records of, of book sales. It would then go on to make the movies. 
a lot of churches you, had to had to do whole series about this to try to like combat it debunk, to, to debunk it. Debunk it. I remember a couple years later, my college even did it because that's when the yeah, movies when the were movie. coming movie come out. But the big one for this year, Eddie, I remember this. This is a big deal when you had your tonsils <laughs> removed. That was that was world changing for you. I couldn't breathe. My tonsils had swollen so large that when I went to see the doctor, no lie, I swear. He literally jumped back and went, whoa, whoa, and said he had never seen tonsils swollen that big. In fact, he brought every nurse (laughs) and partner doctor in the entire practice into the consultation room to look at my tonsils and even asked if they could keep multiple slides to be able to use for like research and like uh, teaching purposes. Have they reached back out with any royalties since then? Or? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they did give me, I have biopsy slides of my tonsils. If you ever want to look at them, um, no, they you. are housed in the Ferguson family memory cabinet. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, which is a whole other conversation, which I would love to know what's in the memory cabinet. What's made but it. I, I could not, I couldn't even sleep because if I, when I laid flat, like my mouth would just seal shut and I would stop breathing. So there at the very end, like I I had to tilt my head up and hold my throat in. Oh my God. Push in in order to breathe. It got so, so bad. And then what they always tell you is like the older you are, the worse the tonsillectomy is. And I remember the doctor going, this is going to be really rough. This is going to be really, really hard for you. And for two weeks, and they planned it. Like, I took my last final, went and saw uh, Return of the King for the first time. And then the next morning, woke up and had my tonsils taken out. The Christmas break, that's what you were doing. I just laid, and it was miserable. So painful. Uh, The upside, kind of, the only thing I could eat for two weeks was um, popsicles. I had, like, popsicles and fudge sickles. Fudge sickles for the win on that one. But, yeah, that was... Uh, and still to this day, like, uh, you know, I'll get like a little like scratch and stuff back there. And it's like, yep. I talked to somebody else today who had their tonsils removed. And they're like, oh, yeah, I got it right now, too, because of the the kind of the chill in the air. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, me too. So well, there you go. Big news. That big was, news. I mean, that was and that was like days before 03 ended. So it was like this is how I closed out 2003 was tonsils removed. That and Y2K giant transformational <laughs> end of the years for us <laughs> so that's it uh, that's all the news and happenings in 2003 to take you back in time a little bit to our childhood um but now we've got uh the movie you're waiting for the reason mm-hmm. you clicked on this episode we are here to go back and spend a little bit of time with shia LaBeouf a little bit uh as we review holes cue the disney sound effect Okay, the IMDb description for Holes, which Eddie, thank you for supplying in here. I didn't have to do that this week, so thank you. I appreciate it. A <laughs> wrong pitching. Yes. A wrongly convicted boy is sent to a brutal desert detention camp where he joins the job of digging holes for some mysterious reason. Could this possibly be one of the best descriptions we've it's ever really come across? It, it adds a little bit of curiosity in there. Ooh, for doesn't some break, mysterious reason. Doesn't break the cardinal sins that were in here. Yeah, we've not mentioned any actors' names. I will say they could have done a little better with where he joined the job of digging holes. Like, feels like they could have done where he, where the tension where he is forced to dig holes. Like, that, mm. that could have been a little bit stronger. But, anyways. Yeah, that's a not what this adjective pod- punch. That's not what this podcast is about. What it is, is we got to go back. Eddie, do you remember watching this when we were younger, when it came out? I do. And I will even go back a little bit further. I remember when the book came out. Did you read the book? I did. I actually, um, so I was a big Louis Sakar fan. If you remember, you may have like the Wayside School stories. Those were really big. So like I grew up reading um, 
sideways stories from wayside school then you had like wayside school is falling down yes. sideways arithmetic from wayside school i mean there are literally six books in that series eddie this is taking um, me back and then i also read a lot of like his other books you had there's a boy in the girl's bathroom the boy who lost his face one of my favorites was dogs don't tell jokes um, most of elementary for me was reading Lewis Carr books, like as a childhood authors, pro, you know, one of my favorites, definitely in the top five. Um, so this book came out in 1998 and I remember, um, this was when like my, I would go spend a week in the summers with my grandparents and my grandma was like, hey, let's go to Barnes and Noble. And so I went to Barnes and Noble and saw that there was a new Lucicar book. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I love him. I've read all of his other stuff. Sat down and I think I read like the first quarter of the book just in one sitting in the middle of Barnes and Noble. And that was one of the things you got to, you know, back in the day, just sit in Barnes and Noble and not have to pay for the book. You could just read it. And my grandma was like, whoa, you're really loving that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I really did. So she bought the book for me. Oh. And um, so it's warm, fuzzy memories there. But I remember just being like in love with the book, reading and everything. So, of course, even when the movie comes out a little bit older now, fond memories. Um, and remember going and seeing this in theaters because of that and just enjoying that. I saw it as well. I enjoyed it uh, back in the back in the day. Loved loved the story. It was a little bit little bit different kind of a thing. I don't have specific. I was here when this happened. I'm pretty sure I would have watched this on DVD or something when it when it came out. Doubt I went to theaters um, to go see it because this was early. This was this was the year. This was the second year of being able second to go year. see anything. So I didn't really probably didn't go see this in theaters, but yeah, I've, I had good memories of it. Even thinking about rewatching it. The question was, how was Shia LaBeouf's performance going to hold up? That was always, that's always the question with him is like big. He's like, he's kind of like the Nicholas cage of our generation of like people really <laughs> love him really, or really love to hate him. Um, from even Steven's fame, maybe watch the show. I will say the thing that came to my mind when I was watching this was this might have been the most understated Shia LaBeouf performance in his arsenal. Like of all of his movies, his most like even keeled, not crazy, not over the top. Have you have you seen the the videos of him saying the word no? No, 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 no. Like he would then go on to do a lot more and the biggest ones, of course, being all the trans, a lot of the Transformers movies, and then fall off the deep end and go into all kinds of other crazy things that happened um, in his life. Is this though his first movie? I have to look it up while you're looking at it. But I'm I, looking at it. I'm pretty sure this is his went straight first. from TV to this. So he 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 hasn't he doesn't have a sea legs on him yet to be able to push around and try new things. This, this is when he's really jumping, jumping over. Yeah, I mean, you could say that. I think he did like two small movies when he was younger in 1998. But yeah, Holes is his first one. He was yeah. in Dumb and Dumberer. Yeah, I mean, you think he was big. Um, even Stevens was a huge, huge Disney Channel show. Like that was um, this, you know, coming to the end of me still watching Disney Channel and I watch that was by far my favorite show on Disney Channel, watching even Stevens all the time. He and he filmed holes while still filming even Stevens. What I read was like he would do even Stevens in the morning and then like afternoon and evening, he'd be going out and working and filming holes. Um, Hard working man, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I have nothing. I'm, yes, he has his has had his crazy moments, but who hasn't? Um, but uh, at least in that period of time, I really um, I liked Shia LaBeouf. It, it was just funny thinking back to all of like kind of who he became and like the type of actor he became and became known for just. Oh, and to singular, like he's Shia LaBeouf. Like you just know what you're getting when you see him on on camera and so this was interesting to see him just a little more understated like reserved kind of take and he's his character is literally like 
the the guy who's like taking the brunt of all the force from the other um I wanted to say inmates, but that's not the right word. All the other students, all the other kids that are in this, no, but inmates, in, this yeah. in this camp. Yeah. Um, so that was just funny to me seeing him. Um, but of course, when I saw uh Charlie from the West Wing in there when they're driving by, I was like, Oh, Charlie's back. Yeah. I, I knew we had to get our West Wing reference in there, like we have to do, we're contractually obligated to do in every in every anytime uh, that we see them. Um Sorry, you made me go down a little bit of a of a rabbit Shia LaBeouf ra- rabbit trail there, and I there's I a had lot of movies back. in here. 2005 to 2008 was hit, like 2008 really was a <laughs> Eagle Eye, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of Skull. The previous year before that was just 2007 Transformers, <laughs> he Disturbia. Does, man, he does. Surf, uh, he's in the Surf's Wall Street up. movie, the the remake yeah. Wall Street. No money, never sleeps. Yeah, he's he he ends up doing um, quite I a lot. Robot. I forgot he was an I Robot. Yeah. Charlie, yeah. the Art Charlie's Angels reboot, Dumb and Dumber, Constantine, greatest game ever played. Bobby, remember when we watched Bobby together, Eddie? Yeah, he had. I mean, he was the the golden child. Yeah, oh five to two thousand ten. Yeah, man, what a. Run. I mean, we could even pull it back to to this. I mean, this. If, this is really his first film. This is kind of, I think, what starts setting him apart. Well, and especially when you have a hit TV show and then you have a fairly successful movie, things just start building upon each other. He's not the only one in this movie. Um, this ends up having quite an incredible cast when you stop and you think about it. Sure, Dulé Hill. Let's give credit where credit's due. Dulé Hill, one of the greatest actors of all time. <laughs> <laughs> um why do you laugh at that um sigourney weaver is in this john voight is in this being all of john uh, voight at that time it's- love 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 um patricia arquette is in this tim blake nelson is in this all like they're all you know at some of their their highest peaks as well um serving it up and I think that's what makes this movie so much fun is it is sure Shia LaBeouf is uh, is out there as caveman, you know, your lead. But the ensemble, this is truly an ensemble movie. Like what makes this work and be the the piece that it is, is the interaction of all the ensemble and everybody coming together and these weird adults in their roles <laughs> Henry Winkler is Stanley's Henry father. Henry Winkler. How did I forget Henry Winkler's also in this? But yeah. you're right. The the they did a good job with the cast and with the characters, especially of the boys together. Um, kind of creating their own little world here. And you got X-ray and armpit, um, zigzag, all of them kind of d- leaning into their own little little world. And Zero is just so heartfelt and so warm. You just want to like oh, yeah. hold this guy and have all the best things for this little kid um, and feel so bad. Like when that moment comes when he reveals his involvement in why um, Stanley's there, like mm-hmm. you, you just kind of feel and you're like, oh, what's he going to say here? Like, you, I was like, I know that he doesn't go off on him and like desert him, but like what, what's going to happen here? Um, the other piece of it, I thought they did well with this film not only with the cast and with the group of the people is, is I'm sure this is the way that I never read the book, but the way that you weren't just in the desert the whole entire time going to the flashbacks of the other, basically three storylines you've got, um, you've got Stanley, the present day, you've got Stanley's father or great, 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 great grandfather way back when that started this whole, um, series of miss, miss unfortunate events for their family. Um, and then you've got uh, the Kate Barlow story and Charlie. So that's kind of another right. like uh, sideway or parallel story in with Stanley's great, 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 great grandfather. And that kind of breaks it up a little bit where if you were just seeing him dig holes every day, that's more what you do if you're given, you want to win somebody an Oscar is <laughs> just have him go dig <laughs> holes in the desert, AKA there will be blood. Um, yeah. I, no, I think that uh, what makes this movie work is that um, they learned how to to tell the the interwoven parts of this story to, and pace them out well. 
You know, I mean, we learned from the rookie, like you can't just shoehorn in a random backstory that doesn't really apply, but kind of applies, you know, like you have to, it has to have meaning and significance. And I think that's what's so great about this is yes, you have all those storylines interweaving, but in the end, it's a great payoff. Like you, oh, click, 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 click. You know, you just see it all fall into place. And like I said, like the casting in this is fantastic. You've got just top rate actors. And if you didn't, this would come off as so cheesy, just so campy. If you didn't have, because it rides that line anyway. It rides the line of being, okay, there's just these moments where you're going, really? Okay. But if you didn't have the actors that you had, I think this would have just gone horribly wrong. You're, no, it definitely is cheesy in moments. And I think some of those old flashbacks with Charlie and uh, Kate. Kate. But they're kind of meant to be. They, I don't. I feel like they're tongue in cheek. Like they're yeah. winking at you a little bit like, yeah, we know what we're doing. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. the And all the flashbacks kind of are in that sheet. But you like you don't hate it. I didn't hate it. I was more just no, like, OK, yeah. that's what that's the the time period, the the, the years that they were making this. Um, the the quirkiness with John Voight and Tim Blake Nelson, like as Mr. Sir and Dr. Pendanski, you get it. Sigourney Weaver just like has some just innate ability. She just walks on set and you are immediately gripped and you're like, yes, you I will do whatever you like. What it what it what it what do you I believe you. you're you're the the biggest person on this set right now. Yeah, no, she is an actress that just carries uh, a gravitas. Um, I mean, she's number one on the on the the poster as well. Like, I'm, and she's the biggest movie star in this. Well, and it was also and, per- it was also perfect timing because I just yesterday rewatched Avatar, the first <gasps> one, because in in what we're going to do next week, which is we're going to review the new Avatar movie for all you dying to know what we think about it, because um, it's a Disney movie now. But that all yes. But that also means that uh, I will, we will have to put on pause our big Lizzie McGuire movie. That'll have to go another another week later. Um, we, I do actually have some team members that are that are waiting in with bated breath for our review of that. But anyways, um, so it was funny seeing her in Avatar, then see her in this kind of a similar vibe. But she's so good at it. It's like yes, we should have. As a, there's a reason they say a Sigourney Weaver type character because she's so good. Yes, at it. yeah, no, she's definitely kind of risen to that to that level and sells that whole character so well, so 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 well. Um, I feel like this also captures well the um, the how do I even phrase this? Just kind of like the oddity of tween boys being together like just the random conversations and stuff and different things like just i don't know i felt i felt like it it captures that quite well couple of um sound bites that i wrote down from this i told you i was in the brink of no stink <laughs> that was uh as he as he finds a solution uh mixing the the peaches and henry winkler when he mixes the peaches and the onions together and gets uh Gets the thing he was looking for. Um, the 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 monologue. You take a bad boy, make him dig holes all day, and find, and then you turn him into a good boy. <laughs> just like he's like, that's what our mission statement is here. I was like, that's that's super encouraging, man. Great for you. Or when when uh, after John Voight does all of his his talking, and then the guy comes in, he's like, you may have done some bad things, but that doesn't make you a bad kid. I respect you, Stanley. Eddie, I respect you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember is these the as, more as a kid, and then even kind of going back to it. I love the whole like little piece of the rattlesnakes and the rattlesnake venom and everything in there, where it's just a wonderful scene On when she's painting her nails. She said, like, This is my special nail polish. I make it myself. And you want to know my secret ingredient? rattlesnake venom i just love what it does to the coloring it's just such a a great little sinister line i i I like that so much and then of course it's perfectly harmless when it's dry and then she scratches him and he has his mauled face for the rest of the time eddie what would your holes name be do you think your holes nickname 
Great question. Why did I not think of this? Whoa. Oh, this is perfect because we were at camp at that time in 2003. I, I have to. I have, do you, have you thought of yours? I know what mine would be. Okay, you go first. MIA. MIA? <laughs> Should I explain it, explain it to everybody? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, one of my first years at, at, at Lake Ann, <laughs> I had a fever or something, and something happened, and like I wasn't feeling well. And without telling anybody, I would just walk off and go straight to the nurse's station. And then someone would turn around and go, where's JB? Where I can't. Where's- I can't find him. What is going on? And it happened a couple of times where I just wasn't feeling well. And I just literally just got up and walked away. And so they just kept on like, they'd like the rest of that week would be like, where's JB? Where's JB? So that's why I think my, um, my name would have been MIA. <laughs> I'm trying to, I don't think any name would be flattering for me. <laughs> it would have something to do with talking too much. Well, Ranger Eddie. Oh, now, yes, Ranger Eddie would be the nickname. But, you know, oh, man. I So the floor I lived on at Moody, I'm representing Moody. Um, the We were on floor 13, which was the only residential 13th floor in the whole city of Chicago. Um, you After your first semester, you were given a floor name. Do you, Did I ever tell you what my floor name was? I don't know if you did. I was the floor drama queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, not super flattering, but pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. So I'll I'll, I'll go with my floor name. I would probably end up as the uh, the the whole uh, drama queen, the Eddie, desert drama queen. Eddie, I can fix that. Ow. That that line was funny because it's like. Are you just stealing from uh, from the Princess Bride? As you wish, as you wish. <laughs> I can fix that. Is that I, I? I can. Yeah, I was about to say I can wish. Uh, yeah, that was definitely like a. Wah, wah. And then he's like, she's crying. No, no, no idea why she's crying, but I can fix that. And Kay kisses her, <laughs> just like, come on. And the and the Zer- Madame Zeroni stuff. That that I think that's where you kind of realize, okay, they this is supposed to be campy. This is supposed to be tongue in cheek, not really, not totally real. Because they, yeah, her whole character and stuff. I don't know why it took me forever once he said that his name was Zeroni. I was like, why didn't I pick up on that until he's literally carrying him up a mountain? Yeah, it's just like, is he dead right now? Well, and I think this is, uh, they knew their audience and they, they, they crafted this movie to that. Like, even as I go back and watch it now, it's enjoyable, but it's more enjoyable for some of the nostalgia reasons than like, oh, this is a really, this is a really good movie. You know, like it, it is a young adult movie and they, they, they just pitched it right down the center for that. I would agree. Any other last uh, things you want to you want to say about this film? I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I think I've said all. Gone down memory lane. Gone down memory lane. It's always it's always good when you know there are these. It is funny where certain things just hit you at certain times, and they stick with you. And then there are other things that sit, they hit you at certain times and are really amazing. And then you go back to them and you're like, eh, that, that was really good there. And I feel like this is kind of that for me where it's like, not all of that like comes rush. I, I still enjoy this. I think it's a, I'm, I'm probably going to give it a, a higher rating than you would be my guess. Um, but it's not one where I, it's still, it still uh, carries with me. Does that make sense? Yep. Or I think I feel like like Treasure Planet, like we reviewed last week. We're like, loved it then, still love it today. You know, it, it held for me. This loved it then. Like if you would ask me then, I probably would have given it five gummy worms. Now, okay, it doesn't hold as much with me. So what do you rate this memory lane turn with holes? I would probably give it um a three point five. What do you? I was gonna say a what three. And now I'm worried to, to look back at what the other movies I ranked. And this is where you're going to do it for me. I, I don't have it. I didn't pull it up. I'm not going to do that to you. 
I know I am guilty of of. I'm going to go with the three because I I felt like I enjoyed it. it. It held my attention throughout the entire movie. There's a couple of montage sequences that I might have skipped ahead on, but uh, the you skipped a montage. I was also running out of time because we smoothed it. Like I said, oh yeah, this I'll do it. True. And I then moved it up I on you. spent too much time up in the attic trying to move some cords around and stuff like that. And I I needed to I needed to get it done. But I still enjoy, I still enjoyed it, and I may have even listened to it on when I was driving somewhere. <laughs> I listened to it like a podcast. <laughs> but no, I was I was intrigued with the I because I forgot what happened in it. I kind of had some idea, and you kind of know it's not like crazy what's happening. Yeah. But you've got the three converging storylines, and you've got what they're digging for, trying to remember what it what it is, and what happens to them, where they go to. I know I slightly remember them running out into the desert and stuff. So. I was intrigued and I was held on and I wasn't cringing this entire movie. So that's why yeah. I kind of give it a three. Um, might not be. You'll watch it again. I might, I might watch it again. No, I think this will be one of those movies. Like I, I immediately was one. I'm like, I wonder if my nephews have seen this. They're oh, like yeah. at that age that this would be perfect. They probably like, would. I got to see. They'll be here in a week, but we are. We've got movies already planned. Lewis gets introduced to Star Wars next week. It's the big Star it, Wars time. It's the big Star Wars. You can have a big yeah. update for us next next Sunday when we. Um, no, it won't be next Sunday. It'll be our f- in the new year. Yeah, because okay. they don't get here until a week from tomorrow. Yeah, we're gonna have to plan out when we're gonna record all these with all the traveling and stuff like that. <laughs> I know. Doing. I know. Or maybe should but, we, should we make next week the last one of the year? Oh, certainly. Yes. I think next week will have to be our last one of the year. You're going to have to break some people's hearts and tell them they're going to have to wait a little bit longer for Lizzie McGuire. For Lizzie McGuire. Sorry. It's probably a good choice, though, with with all the crazy schedules and... Well, I can spoil the Lizzie McGuire thing. I will. I will end up liking it more than JB. I don't more. know. I have. I the it was the twins, right? The twins and the and the swapping and stuff like that, right? Let's. Yes. Yeah, let's. This is going to be fun. This, this is going. It's going to be a good one. I'm. I'm. I'm very intrigued by it. So with that, your life has been again forever changed by another episode of Honey. We made a Disney podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your other favorite podcasts. And while you're there, please give us a five-star review or better yet, share it with one of your best friends. You can also check us out at honeywemade.com where you can see our full movie list as we go through all the Disney movies from 1988 to 2005, also known as our childhood. But next week, like we said, we're going to take a break from that, from our normal schedule so we can review Avatar Way of Water. Thank you for listening, and remember, when you spend your whole life living in a hole, the only way you can go is up.